Welcome to the USFL Michigan Panthers preview show. It's great to have you with us today. We're going to learn a little bit about the newest cats in town, the Michigan Panthers, and an opportunity to uh, get to understand the rules a little bit about the USFL, maybe some changes they made along with the personnel. Uh, before we get rolling here, I want to welcome in the talent, as all the games will be here, heard right here on WJR. Chris Renwick, play-by-play, J.U. Culkrit, the analyst. You'll be up in the booth, guys, calling all the action for the uh, 10 Michigan Panthers games. Yeah, it's fine. I, I, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, there's just such an appetite for football in this town. And, again, you go back to the 80s, and, and people love the Panthers. And, and so when – when you take that away, when they go away, the fans don't go away. They just kind of go dormant. And so you're starting to see the revitalization of the fan group. Obviously, tickets are incredibly affordable. So if you want to go see a pro football game down at Ford Field and you don't want to break the bank, um, that's where the Panthers step in. And it's a it's a high level of football. You're going to see former NFL players. You're going to see future NFL players. And and there is a there's a buzz around town for this team, so it's very exciting. Ju, I think uh, that's something to look at. I mean, we have Lions, Tigers, Red Wings, Pistons, uh, some great professional sports teams in this town that are all trying to achieve at the highest level. This is a different cat. Uh, this is a a team that is very high caliber professional players, but have the potential to be uh, really the community's team. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that's a, you hit the nail on the head. You know, with the Panthers coming back to town, they have the opportunity to capture the hearts of the community. Um, Chris, you know, said it best. It's, it's going to be affordable tickets that families can go to, and. Uh, Fans, uh, kids, adults, and people who were fans of the USFL when they were in in uh, Michigan previously can reconnect with them every time that they go to the stadium. There, it's going to be a unique experience for them to watch a professional game. So it should be very exciting for uh, the state of Michigan and also the city of Detroit. So let's roll back a little bit to to see how we got here. As Chris mentioned, 1983 USFL champions. They played their games in the Pontiac Silverdome. Average just under 30,000 uh, at the Silverdome for those games. Of course, it was Bobby A. Bear to Anthony Carter is the connection everyone remembers. The championship game played out in Denver. And many folks my age that are in that, you know, late 50s, early 60s, I won't say what side of the ledger I'm on, um, <laughs> they made that journey out to Denver to, to be part of that championship game. And that, that tradition, while not the primary focus of this newest, newest edition, is something that will draw in in my generation in a way of having those memories, those great helmets, the, the, the logos just resonated. And they had a high level of success, and I think that's something that, uh, that will play a positive role in the return of the Panthers to Michigan and specifically to Detroit and Ford Field. Well, you know, and the other thing, too, is this isn't the first year the USFL is back. Right, they played last year, but everybody was down in Birmingham, Alabama, and that's great. That that that's a, it was a nice way to to kickstart the league again. But when you bring everybody back home, at least for us locally, you know, you look at Philly; they're not they're not in Philly; they're here. So they're gonna, the 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 expansion is slowly growing. Um, but when you bring these teams back to these fan bases to where maybe they're a little more accessible. Um, you really start to feel the buzz. You start to feel the electricity. And when you're able to to take your, your son or your grandson to a Michigan Panthers game and you can relive all those great memories of, of going to the Silver Dome, of going to, to Denver, as you mentioned, um, it brings it all back 
kind of full circle and and I think that's that's where most people are really excited because they remember how great those teams were, how great that team was in '83, and this new football league, and then and then now you're bringing it back, and and that's where I think a lot of the excitement is. And Ju, as you look around the league and kind of to stay with history, this is the first spring football league that has played two consecutive seasons. Last year, of course, all eight teams uh, that are in the USFL played their games in Birmingham, Alabama. This year, uh, they've gone to four sites: Memphis. Birmingham will still be a site. Canton, Ohio, which is just down the road and home to the Hall of Fame, will not only be one of the four host cities, they're also the site of the championship game. Expanding those teams out or those locations out, Jay, you have having four communities versus the one. Your thoughts on that and the impact it'll have on the league? You know, I think that's a, a brilliant idea uh, by the USFL by expanding it to four different communities because I feel the reach is going to be more. More fans can be engaged. More people can go to the games. You know, when it was in Birmingham, it was great, like Chris said, for the first year, getting back, getting the excitement going. But the way that fans in Detroit could watch their Panthers play was only on TV on Fox or NBC. Now people can go to the stadiums and see those games. People can go to Canton and watch games. People can go to Memphis and watch games. Families can afford to take a, 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 while they're on their family vacation you know, have some money to watch games because it's so affordable to go to those things. So I think it's it's a it's a smart idea to expand to those four cities, uh, cities that are really passionate about the game of football, cities that are passionate about the history of the game of football, especially here in Detroit, because people remember, people loved the Panthers. And the thing that I'm really excited about is the Panthers coming back, is that nostalgia of what it was when it was, you know, when you when it was here back, you know, 40 years ago, but now with the nuances, you know, the games changed a little bit, the technology's changed. And so people can remember the past while also, you know, in the in the present with it. So let's let's talk about this year's team, the team we're going to be watching, the team you guys are going to be calling all of the action on. Mike Nolan, head football coach, uh, unbelievable gentleman, uh, great coach. Of course, his history with uh, the 49ers. Your thoughts on on Mike Nolan at the helm of this team, Chris? Well, look, um, when it was announced that Jeff Fisher was taking over as the head man of this team last year, it was exciting, right? Because that's a big name. Everybody in NFL circles, if you're a fan, you know Jeff Fisher. Um, and so when when it was announced that he was stepping down, you, you needed to find somebody that was going to kind of move the needle. And and Mike Nolan is that guy. Um, obviously, uh, head coach of the 49ers. He's got head coaching experience. Longtime defensive coordinator at a number of places, obviously, with the Dallas Cowboys. And so this is a guy who, who eats breathes, sleeps football. And and what's great about this game, and I know we'll talk about it a, a little later on, but this is NFL football. There are some wrinkles in the rules. There are some new ways that teams are going to be able to score points or onside kick or kickoff, whatever. Um, so there are wrinkles, but this is NFL football. So you want somebody who's got that pedigree, and Mike Nolan obviously fits the bill. No, he really does. And as you start to uh, jump into the roster of, of some of the players uh, we can go into some detail on on this a little bit later, but Ju, you've looked at the roster. You know football uh, as well as anyone. Some of your thoughts on the the personnel that's going to be taking the field for the Panthers. Maybe yeah, maybe, know, maybe look, starting look, with Josh look. Butler. You know, a good Spartan. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you got a good Spartan there, Josh Butler, in the secondary uh, for the Panthers. You know, someone that's, you know, going to be continuing his, um, you know, football career at the pro level. I think this team is built with a lot of guys that are that are going to be very athletic. Um, you look at... Um, you know, the offensive side of the ball. I'm really um, excited to see what uh, Coach Nolan and his staff is going to come up with, what type of offense is going to be run, because a lot of the players on the on the roster offensively are, you know, athletic guys. Uh, in your running back side of things, you have a lot of guys that are some scat backs, not many, you know, big, you know, over 230-pound running backs or anything like that. So those are guys that you can be able to do a lot of things with, you know, swing them outside, do some uh, screen games, some short game, use them in the pass game, as well as line them up in the backfield to run the football. So I think we'll be very excited. And, um, you know, I don't know, is Coach Nolan going to break the suit out again, you know, like he did when he was the head coach in uh, San Francisco? Question's been asked, answers no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> he's going to look like a coach he said <laughs> but you know it's funny uh you, you know jay you were you were a, a fullback so you were in the backfield um a lot of the times and i know that you always key in on defensive linemen and you know you've got a guy in robert gandice who uh, former Ole miss project uh, 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 a player spent six years in the nfl he is a load six four almost 300 pounds uh, a complete disruptor inside. Um, and, and then, you know, you've got a uh, really good linebacking crew. Safeties are there. So it, it, from a defensive side of the ball, they've got game wreckers. And and I think that's particularly going to be a, an exciting uh, portion of this team. Um, and it starts a lot with that front seven. Yeah, I think, um, you know, as JU as a running back um, has great appreciation for who's on that front line, and that's going to be, when you go to practice and then when we start to watch the games, that's going to be one of the keys to really focus on. In the USFL, what does the offensive line look like? Mm -hmm. The the skilled players can only be as good as the offensive line protects the quarterback and opens the holes, and I know that's something you'll be looking at, JU. You know, that's absolutely right. And especially with um, the, you know, the spring league and the limited time that these guys have to, you know, come together, be together in practice. A big thing for also offensive linemen that, you know, they're not getting, you know, what other teams have is that camaraderie working together for a long time. You, the offseason shorter in a USFL, the time that you have together shorter. So as far as the offense is going to go is that offense line is going to be the one that has to take them there because if they can gel well together and if they can communicate together um, because everyone knows the communication starts with the offensive line. What what are the front? What do you see? Is it a four down front? Okay, who's the mic linebacker? Where are they going to go? What keys are they telling the quarterback to rely Late to his running back about the pass protection or the run game. So if those if they can gel well together early on in the season, I think this offense is going to have a lot of success during the season. We'll be back to dig in a little later here on WJR, the home of the Michigan Panthers. Welcome back. Uh, it, it's great to have these conversations about the Michigan Panthers, their return to the state of Michigan and, and Ford Field. Uh, the process a little bit of how this happened. We talked um, in, the, in the earlier segment about the shift from Birmingham to Four Hubs. It was announced in January there at Ford Field that this indeed would be the home. And that process was, was an interesting one. Uh, you know, there's so many parts that you have to put together. Uh, when you become the AD of 
uh, of Michigan State or you become the, the general manager of a pro franchise, you have history and you have relationships. Uh, that was something that the USFL really had to learn and understand of what is Detroit like? You know, we are a relationship-based community. We are an authentic community. Uh, a high level of trust needs to be established in order to work together. Um, those are things that when you come in from the outside, um, it, it's a challenging, a challenging thing to, to put together. Jay, you, you, you know, you came to Michigan State out of, out of New York, and you had to, to have a learning curve to, to learn how to operate at on campus at Michigan State, to learn how to operate in the state of Michigan now as a professional and a, and a public speaker. Yeah, definitely. And uh, something that, you know, I came to Michigan State, uh, you know, as a young kid out of high school, had the opportunity to go, you know, to different, you know, cities. You know, when I played in the NFL, the Jets and went to San Francisco, then went back to Buffalo. But one thing that is, I came back to Michigan, you know, for my profession because it is such a great state. You know, I, I love living in Michigan, love living in the suburbs of Detroit because like all those things that you alluded to, uh, Mark, it's a, it's a, sense of community here in, in uh, the Detroit area there. So that's why I'm really excited about, you know, this team coming back to Detroit because I think the community, I think the state, and I think the city is really going to embrace them. And Chris, as you look at this value, you also look at what, you know, the Michigan Panthers and, and the Philadelphia Stars who will also be playing their home for their home games here. What is it that they bring into the city and why should, you know, why should this community embrace them? One, uh, NBC and Fox will be televising the games. It's a national platform. The ratings last year, uh, if you dig into them, were phenomenal. They yep. they rivaled other networks like Major League Soccer and Formula One and Major League Baseball. They're on par with those from a distribution standpoint just because football is football. Um, but the value that, you know, when you talk about relationships here in Detroit, the value of, of how they can elevate the city but also how we can elevate the brand and kind of grow together. Well, you talked about the sense of community, and I think it's exactly right. Um, if there is one thing that we know about sports fans in this town, and look, everybody's a sports fan, right? And um, we fiercely love our teams, even if they stink. And and because of that loyalty to our teams, it makes it really appealing for somebody like Fox, somebody like the NFL to, to bless a league like the USFL because you look at, okay, well, obviously we know the Panthers have a history in Detroit. We know people were excited. But if if we're really considering putting teams uh, around the, the country, well, we got to put one in Detroit because we know that people will embrace them. And, 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 and we see it from our, our, you know, kind of the four major teams. People love them. And, and so – it is there is no doubt a sense of community and and not only from a fan perspective but from a business perspective you know there is a buy in here and and i think that's that's another aspect of this that i think is exciting so ford field uh, will be the gem of the four stadiums that they play in it's the only nfl stadium that's here rod wood mike disner kelly Cazell, brad michaels so many folks over at ford field this is a new venture for them it's you know, it's an opportunity sure. to expose the stadium to some new folks yep. um, that will come downtown, not necessarily Lions fans, but could become Lions fans totally. in the future. Um, Eastern Michigan, you know, Scott, um, the work he's done down there to welcome both teams as a practice site at Eastern Michigan University, the community of Ann Arbor hosting 
the team near, there near the Briarwood Mall. You start to look at all these connecting points, jobs being created, internships being developed in broadcast, operations, all those different elements are coming into play and that becomes even more added value. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, you have to have the buy-in. And, and everybody's willing to step up, whether it's the folks at the Lions at, at Ford Field, Eastern Michigan, as you mentioned. Um, it, it's really a spider web, right? And, and everybody's able to, to play a role. And that's, I, that's what we're seeing here. And, and you better believe you're seeing that with other teams around the country, too. And, J.U., you sat in on a, a meeting that included a lot of leaders from across the state of Michigan. Uh, Jeff Marcero was there, along with the leadership of MEDC, Blue Cross Blue Shield, and also some of our community partners. Detroit POW was represented heavily there. Uh, big Brothers, Big Sisters out of Genesee County. Uh, Boys and Girls Clubs out of right here in the Detroit market. As you look at youth in, in Detroit, in Michigan, how can this team really connect in a way that is more than filling a seat or is more than selling a ticket, but really connects players? And, and I ask this from your perspective of being a player. How can this team connect with the youth in a positive way, different, um, you know, maybe than other, other entities that are out there trying to do the same thing? Yeah, I think uh, the, the USFL and this Michigan Panther team set up great, you know, in in uh, this uh, state for to com connect with the youth because they already have the buy-in from these organizations. You mentioned all those organizations that came from, you know, Genesee County, from the Lansing area, from locally, you know, they already have the buy-in and now it's for these players to go out in the community and, uh, you know, put on camps for these kids, uh, you know, that these opportunities that kids would never have, you know, to work alongside a professional athlete, you know, to run drills for the coaches to put on drills for the, the, the coaches and the coaching associations in the state of Michigan. I think that's, you know, something that's really important. And, you know, if they continue to do that and work with the community and be that extra arm of the community, not just guest in the community and make this a, um, a home for themselves, the players. I think it's going to be, you know, well received and it's going to be really fun. Um, and I think the kids will have the opportunity to live out dreams that they didn't think was possible. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because that's exactly right. They've from a Panthers perspective, they've completely embraced the community. They're already holding kids camps. They're running around with kids running through drills you know, my first game I ever went to, like a professional game, was a double-A baseball game in Pennsylvania. You would have, I would have thought it was the World Series. I have no idea how big, how little, who these guys are, but I had the best time of my life, and you know what? I became a baseball fan because of it. And so when you're able to, to cultivate that for, for kids, whether they're underserved, whether they wouldn't be able to afford going to a Lions game, whatever it is, when you give them that access, you are broadening your horizons, you're broadening your fan base, and you're giving back. It is a win-win across the board, and the Panthers have stepped into it. They're really leaning into that. Already. Detroit FC has a little bit of that mentality Absolutely. as well. It's Absolutely. Just a different, yep. different experience of going to a game like that yep. or minor league baseball. As we look at the schedule here, um, a lot of it had to do with available venues, when they were open, when they were free for, for weekends to have these games. Of course, Ford Field is hosting just a, a plethora of concerts that are coming in, so working around those. But the schedule kind of starts with, with two games on the road, then we come back with four consecutive games at Ford Field, three more on the road, and then close it up here at Ford Field. Those four games in a row are an opportunity, but it's also a bit of a challenge. 
Yeah, I think you'd like to have a, a little more balance to your schedule, right? You, you'd want to you want to mix it up a little bit. But if you want to look at it from a from an opportunity perspective, uh, they've got a that's when they can make some hay, right? That's when you can really go on a run, use that home field advantage, um, and 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 try to stack some wins together. And and look, they they won two games last year, so there is room for improvement. But when you when you mix in. I think an improvement in talent that they've got coming back this year in with the fact that you're able to be in front of your home crowd, in front of your home fans, that four game stretch could be really important for them in stacking some wins together. It's always good to have JU. You like to have home games early on to get that uh, winning kind of edge going early and then be able to just hang on with some of the road trips. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, Chris Chris uh, hit a good point there is having those four home games there f- from a player perspective. That is great because you don't have to worry about packing for a road trip. You don't have to worry about, you know, getting your family, you know, to that other city, all those different things, ticket requests, all those different things. You can just focus on the fact that you're playing at home. You have the home field advantage. You have the crowd at home. And for practice, it makes things a lot easier, especially from the offensive side of the ball. The crowd noise, you you know, you you have to think about those things. Are you going to go on a silent count? Are you going to go on your regular cadence? Are you going to be able to do a lot of things that you can do offensively with your motions, your shifts? and everything like that because you have the home crowd behind you. So I think, you know, those four games stretch as a player, it's beneficial for for you. And, you know, fans love it. You know, they have four straight games that they can, you know, go to and, you know, plan their weekends accordingly. Let's take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll uh, take a look at the rules and what might be a little different than NFL or the college game many of us are accustomed to seeing. We'll be back on WJR. Welcome back. Great conversation here on the return of the Michigan Panthers to the state of Michigan and here to Detroit. You know, as we watch these games, guys, um, it, it's good to kind of at least have a, a basic understanding of, of the rules that are in play. So as you're watching uh, and somebody goes, hey, why are they doing that? You have the answers. Um, USL, USFL football, if you're accustomed to the college game, if you're accustomed to the NFL game, what are some key things that maybe fans are going to be wanting to watch for that could be a little bit different. Chris? Well, I, I said it earlier, and it, it, it remains the same. If you like NFL football, if you like college football, you're going to love the USFL because all of those, or 95% of the rules, are exactly the same. It's football. It, football doesn't really change. But what the USFL has done is they've they've expanded certain areas and, and they've given teams – extra opportunities to score points, right? Like, for example, instant replay. USFL replay command will be centered in L.A. They'll make all the replay decisions. You'll have re- you'll have officials on, on site, but the idea here is that every play is under review, right? They're, you're not going to stop the game, but they're looking at it. And so it, it's it meant to improve the, the calls that are made on the field, making sure that they're right. And then and then, two, obviously, that there's a fairness to the game as well. So that's exciting in and of itself. Your coaches are going to have one challenge because of the oversight that the officiating crews are doing from from above. Now, one of the things that I'm really exciting that, that, that I'm excited about is the extra points, right? In in in. NFL football, college football, if you're down by 16 with two minutes to go, you have an opportunity. Well, here, if you're down by nine 
you have an opportunity to come back. If you're down by 18, you have an opportunity to come back. And be, it's because you can go for one extra point, you can go for a two-point conversion, or you can go from a three-point conversion, which is basically running a scrimmage from the 10. So you're never really out of it, uh, depending on what point in the game you're at and, and where you're at um, in on the field as well. Then you've got kickoffs, right? Kickoffs are, are going to be a little different. They take place from the 25-yard line. The gunners won't be able to line up any further back, right? And what, what that is doing is it's giving the returners more space on the field to make a play. Um, it's also going to create uh, a safer environment for the returns. And, and look, the NFL, NCAA, they have looked at kickoffs heavily because – the, the chance of injury is high on those plays because you're literally running at each other from opposite ends of the field. So they've created a safer environment, a more exciting environment. And again, if you down by 18, two minutes left, you score a touchdown, you go for the three-point conversion, and now you're within striking distance again. You have an opportunity to not only kick the onside uh, kick if you want, but you can also run a scrimmage play as a way to get back the ball instead of kicking an onside kick. So it's a fun way to do it. It's different. Overtime is going to be a little different as well. Um, but but they've created a safer game. They've created a more exciting game. Um, and it's, I think it's going to keep fans on the edge of their seats a lot longer. J.U., your perspective as a player on uh, some of these rule changes, knowing, uh, knowing you're a big fan of the kicking game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I'm excited about the new kickoff there because you have to be, you know, something else in the head to be you know on that kickoff team running down there and you know just blasting into someone else i'm glad that they're making it safer what it does it prolongs the the careers of the athletes on the field um you know that's one of the things but one thing that one rule that i'm ex am excited about is the it's it's the well, two of them that I'm really excited about. One is the the game speed. You know, the clock is going to be a 35-second clock as opposed to a 40-second clock. What that means, um, there's going to be more plays. You know, a team can't just sit on the football for long. And also, too, what it means offensively, you have to be able to get out of the huddle. You have to line up. You have to get your place. And the quarterback has to be able to make their checks, you know, all while that clock is running. So traditionally in the NFL, you get out of the huddle. You know, you have about 15 seconds. You know, now you're going to get out of the huddle with about 10 seconds. Now the quarterback's going to have to make the reads, you know, all that stuff within that 10 second there. So it's, it's going to be exciting to see how teams manage the play clock, you know, with that. And another thing I'm excited about is the pass interference. You know, I'm not, I'm an offensive guy. Don't get me wrong. I love the fact that, you know, you can throw it deep and, you know, the defender tackles, you got the one yard line for pass interference, you get the ball there. But now it's just, it's like college rules. It's a 15 yard penalty. So it's going to make the offense work, you know, to get in uh, either field goal range or the red zone or a touchdown. Jay, you hit me on one thing there on the rule change with, with the speed of the clock that the goal and and the actuality is these games are played under three hours so now you go back to the conversation we had on who attends these games makes it much more palatable for a family to come down or for individuals that maybe aren't the the most avid of football fans but just want that experience you now have a game that's played in in a time period that's really defined as three hours or under yeah and, and that's a that's a great you know great point you have there mark because 
you know, now you can go to a game and you can plan something else after the game. You, if you have a dinner, res- you're not waiting for a, you know, a four-hour game to be done, then go get some dinner, you know, downtown, you know, after the game. Now you can really make plans and, you know, you're in and out as a family. So I think it's it's really good. The speed of play is going to help the game. It's going to be more entertaining. It's going to be more palatable for the fans. You could go to many of the watering holes right around Ford Field. <laughs> That's an option, too. Big fan of the water holes around Ford Field. Time to do the activity of your choice. Looking at the roster, um, you, you know, as you go through the specific players, but but as importantly, where they come from, where they've learned the game. And, and real quickly, looking at some of these universities they're coming from, of course, Michigan and Michigan State are both represented as well as Eastern Michigan. But you've got the Clemsons, you've got the Nebraskas, uh, the Colorados, um, really strong, strong programs that these players are coming from where they they tutored on you know under great coaches so that's another important factor when you're looking at the roster of who's on the field where did they learn the game um, just just great great talent across the board yeah Texas Auburn Clemson I mean and 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 they span across the United States SMU Boise State uh, San Jose State I mean they're all over the map and and it, it, what that also does is it provides different perspectives on the type of football that's being played, right? Because, you know, the Mountain West doesn't play the same kind of football that the Big Ten plays. And so you're bringing together a lot of different football minds. Again, this is pro football, right? And so you don't have a concentration of, of guys from one area necessarily or one region. Um, and, and I think, again, going back to the Mike Nolan hiring and why that's important is because you can manage all of that. You 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 can understand the type of skill sets that that these guys bring. But um, from a player perspective, it's it's very exciting because you've got past NFL guys and you've got guys that are going to be uh, on an NFL roster in the future on these teams as well. So um, the, the, the talent is there. You just got to put it together. And as you look at that talent, J.U., when I was out at the um – the clinic that was in Ann Arbor for uh, Boys and Girls Club and Detroit Pal, those are voluntar- voluntary uh, activities for the players. They don't have to go to those. Both the, the Stars, the Philadelphia Stars, and the Michigan Panthers had about 30 players at that clinic. What does that say to you? It, it says a lot, you know, it says a lot about the guys that they really care about the game of football and they want to give back to the community because at one point in time, they were those kids, you know, attending those camps. There were those kids that had those dreams of, you know, playing at the next level. And so that that is something that's very important to, you know, giving back to the community and winning these fans over. You know, a kid, um, like Chris said, he went to a, his first baseball game was a minor league game and he grew a love for it there just the same way these kids are going to grow a love for um the game of football is because they're being you know taught and tutored by these professionals so i think it's you know it's it's something that you know players do love giving back and even though you know they have tough schedules have practices film studies all that stuff but they still find that time to give back to the community and give back to the to the youth to grow the game and that's something important one other thing you brought up, Ju, and when, when I'm talking to the to the USFL, um, especially their marketing group, the experiences on the field are going to happen pregame. They're going to happen postgame. Uh, we watch Comerica when you get to run the bases, and there's a line out the door. I mean, like somebody mentioned, you can go to any little league field and run the bases whenever you want, but when you can do it at Comerica Park, it means a little bit more. 
those experiences um, are going to mean something. I've many times I'd walk through Spartan Stadium's tunnel, and I'm just kind of busting through to get to where I got to get. But I'm I'm escorting somebody into the stadium, and they stop and they look and they're getting goosebumps, and that should never be taken for granted. The experiences people are going to get coming to Michigan Panther and and Philadelphia Stars games in Ford Field is going to be an incredible experience. Yeah, it definitely is going to be an incredible experience of something unlike any other. There is not going to be an opportunity on on a NFL Sunday for, you know, a family to go down and watch warm-ups, for a family to high-five a player during warm-ups, to play catch on the sidelines with a with a player, to come out of the tunnel to see what a a, a locker room at a facility like that looks like. So I think the fans are in for a big treat, you know, with the USFL and the accessibility that it offers to the fans. Chris, any thoughts on on all this that we're talking about with experiences, players, accessibility? I'm excited to give all of those fans the experience of meeting the broadcast team as well. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, but I, you know, that's a good thing. Though. Those are those are things that are fun. Like I don't I don't know everything they got planned, but to have something in the concourse where you can call a play, you guys did it the other day. Yeah, um, where you can call a play that's just mythical in nature. Or a, another fun one would be to to have a place where somebody can be in this environment and give the pregame talk and then throw that thing up on the on the video board. That's right. So those are those are kind of some fun things you can get away with at, at USFL games. Well, I think that the sky's the limit, right? Uh, of of what you're able to accomplish here and and you, you, the marketing team is on it and I it's going to provide uh, a lot of fun for families and in particular for kids. This has been a fun conversation. We're about to go overtime. We're going to come back for that overtime period right after this on WJR. We were talking earlier about some of the programs that these these players, these professionals are coming from. Um, and as you look at the roster and you talk about the USFL, USFLJU is an opportunity for uh, players, professionals to really excel. Some of these guys didn't come from University of Michigan or Michigan State. They came from other, you know, other schools like a Tennessee State, a Pittsburgh State. Uh, you know, you kind of go through the roster. These are opportunities. You know, Eastern Washington, great program, but you know, another opportunity situation for individuals to excel. Yeah, it definitely is. And uh, talking to some former teammates and, you know, that played in the NFL and played in college, a lot of people are like, man, I wish I had an uh, opportunity like this. I wish I had to showcase my talents, you know, at that next level. You got guys from small schools, Nebraska, Kearney, and stuff like that. To, to, they have the opportunity now to put some extra film on tape, to be put on. This game's on Fox. This game's on NBC. This isn't on your local, you know, hometown channel there that other people can't see nfl scouts gms coaches are going to be going back to this film and it comes at a great time because training camp for the nfl happens after you know if there's an injury or something like that, they can pull up the film and say wow this guy here who we never heard of from you know shadron state like a danny woodhead you know that i was teammates with now he has an opportunity to come into camp and be, and showcase his talents because of this opportunity given to the by the USFL. So I think there's nothing but good and upside for this league and for the players in that because of the opportunity that presents itself. It's an opportunity for them to showcase their talent every single time they step on the field because it's on national TV. 
Okay, um, I'm going to give you a couple a couple little uh, tidbits here. People my age, we listen to AM radio in the stands while we watch the game so we can learn things. Just keep that in mind. We watch NBC and Fox, but we turn the volume down. As great as the broadcasters are there, I'm going to be listening to you too. So I'm going to put you on the spot here real quick. The Panthers are down nine. They just scored a touchdown. And we've got a big play coming up. Chris, let's call the action. And, J.U., I want you to give the commentary on it. All right, Jay, you obviously here with uh, just a couple of minutes ago, Panthers down nine. What, what's the play coming out from uh, Mike Nolan? Yeah, so he has to go out there and he has to go. What, what's been happening is they've been winning when, they, when um, the defense is in a soft zone. So he has to come with some crossing routes and uh, be able to have a sweet spot that the, that the tight ends or the running backs can be able to move inside or outside to be open to the quarterback. So we'll see what they call here. All right, so we're going to go for a scrimmage play instead of an onside kick. Josh Love, the quarterback, Reggie Corbin in the backfield. You got Stevie Scott flanked to his left and Trey Quinn out to the right. All right, here's the shotgun snap. Josh Love takes, looks left, got Trey Quinn. That's a first down. Panthers retain the ball. Yeah, the great route by Trey Quinn there. What he did was he set the receiver up, the, the defender up, by taking that in cut and then breaking out there to and hitting exactly on the line of scrimmage there to keep the, the chains moving. Oh, this is going to be so much fun when it's for real. <laughs> <laughs> I love putting you guys on the spot. You always excel. You came through again, and when it's for real, it's going to be amazing. It sounds like we know what we're doing here. That's 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 exciting, J.U. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Any final thoughts? I Look, I, I think more than anything, um, it, it, having talked to people um, in town, around, fans, they're, they're just excited. I mean, there, there legitimately is a, a pent-up demand for this. And it, 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 it makes it better because, you know, the Lions are actually playing pretty well right now. And so when, you've, when you partner that with... Uh, a team like the Panthers who's restarting. I mean, that that love, that desire for football is at a fever pitch. And so uh, I think the, I, I think this is going to be a really fun kind of reunification of the Panthers and the Panthers fans here in Detroit. Appreciate you both. Um, looking forward for that first game. Looking forward to the whole season. It's going to be a fun ride. Yeah, no doubt. Yep. Definitely. Thanks for joining us on WJR. Look forward to that first game of the Michigan Panthers in the whole season.